0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First, Shona Murray is with me the Europe correspondent at Euronews. Um Shona, what can you tell us about these um this list of of, of 50 hostages to be released by Hamas and whether Emily Hand might be on it?
1: Yeah. So my sources in the Israeli government have told me for the past two days, she is on the list. Um, they confirmed that, um, all throughout today. So that is a huge amount of hope for the family of um, Emily Hand. Uh, the majority, the, uh, tomorrow you're likely to see a first tranche of around 20 hostages released from Gaza, escorted through, um, or escorted by the Red Cross through the south of Gaza and then into a hospital in Israel where they'll be reunited with their families.
0: So that is the process. When when exactly does that happen? and, And when does the quid pro quo happen? When do the Palestinians to be released by the Israelis cross into Gaza?
1: Well, that, I mean, well, the Palestinians to be released from, uh, they're not from Gaza. They're from the West Bank. Okay. They're, they're, not releasing anyone uh, in, back into Gaza. The Palestinians that are to be released are women and children who are locked up in Israeli prisons who've been arrested in places like Hebron, which is heavily occupied by settlers. And these are, a lot of them are children, 13, 18, 13 14, 15 year old boys, some women. Often they're arrested by the Israeli defense forces for throwing stones. And they're kept in, in prison for several months, sometimes a couple of years, I've visited these military courts where these children are tried for throwing stones, literally, and they're being released. So it's not a it's not a deal where Hamas will get any terrorists released from prison, mm. because obviously that would be hugely endangering uh, for the Israeli public if you were to start to release Hamas uh, prisoners. So it is an important uh, deal for Palestinians because, as I said, it's a tragedy that young children are often locked up by the Israelis.
0: So, um this list of fifty would leave do we know how many hostages still in the hands of Hamas? I About mean, two hundred and forty mm. odd were, 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 were taken hostage, but some of those yeah. have died. Do we know how many That's are right. still held captive? Two hundred
1: and two hundred and thirty six is the number. Okay. That we have, um, that is taking into account that everybody is alive. We haven't heard that anyone is dead, but part of this uh, negotiation is that there would be access to the red for the Red Cross to the rest of the hostages to ensure that there's signs of life and that they're, that they're healthy and that they're being looked after. That's an obligation under international humanitarian law anyway, although hostage taking itself is illegal. But if you're taking somebody from the other side, You have an obligation to allow the Red Cross in, which is obviously a neutral organization, to allow them into enemy territory to ensure that the human beings are being kept well. The Hamas have not allowed that so far. And so this is a call by the rest of the families who won't be seeing their loved ones at the end of this week. They would just like sign and proof of life.
0: Yeah, so listen, as you say, there's no official confirmation yet, but certainly your source is telling you consistently that Emily Hand is going to be on that list. Yeah, and once there is absolutely. official confirmation, we will bring it. This is the kind of the big um, uh, set piece, as it were, um, at the centre of this ceasefire, Shona. But w- what else is going to happen over the next four days, do we know?
1: Well, I mean, we'll have a lot more fuel going into Gaza. I think that these ladies have been allowing 120,000 liters, which is less than half of what is needed. There's also major sewage issue. The parts of Gaza is flooded with sewage. So they need, to, they need to get fuel and the ability to get rid of that sewage. There's going to be a lot more water, food being allowed in. We know that starvation is a real concern. So humanitarian needs of the Gazans will be part of it. And then the further negotiation of extra hostages. I mean, the idea is what I've, what I've been hearing from hostage families who aren't likely to see their loved ones because they're sort of older people um, and so on. They're saying that if everything goes well over the next three, four days, they could continue the hostage releases. So 50 53 is what's expected over the next four days. But tentatively, if all goes well, you could see more and more release. And I think that's potential because yeah. the Israeli families have naturally, as you can imagine, been putting full force of pressure on the Netanyahu government. Of course, they have their, their loved ones are in captivity for 47 days. Some of them little babies. What else would you be doing? But I think the, the, the momentum is so strong and the emotions are so high in Israel that the government, if this was to go well, if they were to put a halt to it, it would be just a total travesty. And I don't think anyone yeah. would ever forgive any politician to stopping that. Uh,
0: Having said that, I'm sure there must be sectors within Israeli society and factions, certainly within government, who'd be putting pressure on Netanyahu four days into this, regardless of how well the hostage swap goes mm-hmm. uh, to resume hostilities, given the IDF are yeah. on the front foot.
1: That's right. Um, Smotrich and Ben Gavir, two of the far-right ultra-nationalist um, Uh, um, members of Knesset who were also ministers in the government, they actually voted against this deal. They were uh, all throughout these negotiations I'd heard that they were against any sort of extra humanitarian aid going into Gaza, for example. They essentially wanted to see the place starved. These are as I I said, people who've been tried with hate crimes against uh, against, uh, Palestinians, Uh, Ben Gavir was charged with uh, inciting hatred, saying death to Arabs. So this is the type of character you're dealing with. And they voted against this deal, much to the absolute horror of the hostage families who you can imagine, you know, they could never excuse or or forgive anyone Mm. for voting against their people. And and what Ben Gavir has done this week is try to uh, impose a debate in the Knesset on the death penalty for terrorists, Palestinian terrorists, which again everyone said was the wrong timing because you're just going to aggravate even more a very tense situation. So it's completely unnecessary to do that. But these are the type of people you're talking about, and they were obviously outvoted uh, by the, in the government regarding this deal. But the good calls trouble. Um, I don't think they will. I think Netanyahu okay. will, will know that he'll have to just keep going if possible. And anyway, uh, one of the things around, the, around uh, uh, the objection for this deal was that Hamas would regroup. But well, the Israeli defense forces have said that they will also regroup. You know, So, again, you could see the rise in hostilities. One thing I would also say, Kieran, is that the Israelis are not minded, even if this is all successful and 236 hostages are released, they're still very much looking at annihilating Hamas. So even if all the hostages are out... They feel that they want to keep going anyway. And that could mean that Hamas won't give them the hostages because all that Hamas has is leverage are these people.
0: Shona, listen, thank you very, very much for that update. Shona Murray, uh, the Europe correspondent at Euronews. As Shona said right at the outset, her sources within the Israeli government over the last couple of days confirming that Emily Hand's name will be on that list. Uh, Speculation that it certainly is on the list. As soon as there's confirmation of that, uh, we will bring it to you here on the show. We have been in touch with the Hand family as well, uh, and they too are waiting on absolute confirmation uh, before um, they uh, react uh, to what I'm sure would be just like the most remarkable news for them and indeed for all of the families of those hostages due to be released. Sean Bell is with me. He's a retired former fighter pilot. He's a current defence consultant and co-host of the Red Matrix podcast. Sean, you're welcome to the show. As Shona was saying there, I mean, the, the, the combatants here, Hamas on one side and the IDF on the other, will use these four days, regardless of politically what's happening in the background, to regroup. What will be the, what will be the priority of, of Hamas over these few days?
2: Good afternoon to you. One of the things is to look at is what's the motivation here. Hamas knows that militarily they are no match for the Israelis. So what they've got to their advantage at the moment is the uh, Gaza Metro, the underground network of tunnels, which to our knowledge so far, that's going to be very difficult for Israel to get into properly. But also what Hamas will be doing is trying to survive as long as possible, because the longer this um, operational pause happens, the the more that the international community will be providing humanitarian aid, the more difficult it will be for Israel to get going again, and of course the more uh, pressure will build to find a lasting peace. And Hamas does not want to continue fighting. It will want to see an end to this. By contrast, of course, the Israelis are determined to, as your correspondent said, to wipe out Hamas and to free all the hostages. And Neither of those things are on the table yet. Even with the hostage deal releasing potentially twenty percent of the hostages, so actually, you know, you've got one side, of the IDF, who just wants to get on with the fight, but is happy to release some hostages, but then get on with it. Hamas are desperately keen to prolong this um, gap in the fighting for as long as feasibly possible.
0: I mean, there is no length of time though that would put Hamas on 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 an even footing. With the IDF, I mean the fourth most technologically advanced, you know, military in the world, as, uh, as some describe them. Um, what would they do if they had more time to try and level that playing field?
2: Well, the honest answer is they won't. I mean, what they're doing at the moment, they're playing the world's media. We've seen over the last week that the Israeli Defense Forces have been releasing footage of what they show is the Hamas fighters in the Al Shifa hospital mm. complex. All of that is designed to, uh, you know, Hamas have been trying to undermine the credibility of the Israeli defense force, show them as being inhumane for attacking hospitals, and therefore ramping up international pressure for the Israelis to halt. What the Israelis, by contrast, are trying to show that Hamas are the bad guys here, that they are indeed hiding in the hospital complexes and therefore have to be dealt with. So there's lots of different uh, battlefields here. One of them is actually fighting on the ground. That is a battle that Hamas can't win. But there is a battle for the humanitarian, uh, the human human beings in Gaza. There's a battle for um, just surviving and for the hostages. Because as the hostages start to come out, the world media, as we're doing at the moment, will start to focus on the, the stories of those who are freed. But actually, more importantly, probably, just imagine those families of people who are being held hostage, waiting to hear their names spoken. They don't get spoken. And now all of a sudden they're plunged into another abyss. Of concern. This is playing high stakes poker, which is what Hamas are doing, and they'll be doing it. To try to prolong this conflict because the longer they survive, the more pressure will be brought to bear, and the more that they, if they retain hostages and they survive, they win, and Israel will not be comfortable with less than win.
0: Uh, Sean Bell, who is a former fighter pilot, a retired fighter pilot, and he is a current defence consultant and co-host of the Red Matrix podcast. Sean, listen, thank you very, very much uh, for joining us. Madi Crystal is on the line. He's a crisis negotiator and a former member of the Israeli government as well. Madi, you're welcome to the show. I wonder, could you give us some insight into how... Lists of hostages in the process of negotiations like this are compiled. Are, are, are they an intrinsic part of the, the negotiation? Are they decided after the fact? Do the Israelis decide who they want released or do they decide what Palestinians they release back to the West Bank? Oh, we seem to have lost uh, Marty there. Listen, we might try and get Marty back up on the line a little bit later because it would be interesting to get the view of somebody who has uh, inside knowledge of exactly uh, how the mechanics of all of this work. It's a story we are going to come back to a little bit later because, of course, uh, the news from Irish point of view um, is that Emily Hand, by all accounts, is going to be on that list of 50 hostages, the nine-year-old, to be released uh, tomorrow by Hamas. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coddighy with Nissan Weekdays from 4.0 on news talk